Welcome to the England Rugby Pod. Thanks for downloading episode 127. Cipriani wins more accolades. We look back over the very special career of one Mr. James Haskell as he announces his retirement. And we look ahead to the final weekend of the Premiership. Listen to the England Rugby Pod, the rugby podcast that believes England will win the World Cup in 2019. Hey guys, welcome back. Um, another busy week uh, in the rugby world, um, and to discuss it, as always, I'm joined by Dan. Hi, mate. Hello, buddy. Hello, buddy. Before you say anything, I am watching the final episode of Line of Duty tonight, so no spoilers, please. Uh, I, I'm saving the uh, the entire series. To be honest, we're uh, we're far too engrossed in Sons of Anarchy. Um, Fair I am, enough. I am Jack Teller. You are nothing like Jack Seller. You're you're like that Jack you're, Trigger you're, you're guy. Tig. You're Tig. No, you're you're him. <laughs> no, if you can't um, get, if you can't get the name right, you can't call it. Let's move on. We're here to talk about rugby. Uh, we are. We are. Um, you can you can check out Matt does movies for all the TV and movie chat. Very um, true. Very true. Where um, where of course I've been guesting for the last uh, few weeks with him oh, to you? talk about yeah, no, Game I've been of listening. Thrones. You've been awesome. You've been awesome. Mate. <laughs> you obviously haven't been listening then. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> You've um, just been caught. Yes, yes, I have. Uh, yeah, great. So rugby, rugby's been busy. It, yeah, it's lot, lots going on, and we're going to talk about it all. Of course, we've got the Premiership, um, but there's there's other news that needs to be discussed as well. Uh, but before that, we've had a review. Uh, I'll be honest. I read this and thought, now nah, I'm not sure I believe it, but it's here. It's in black and white. Uh, it says it's it's from YT Squad Space Comma SSS. Uh, so I don't think he was drunk when he was writing it. Um, oh. The title is Best Podcast Ever Five Stars. And he says, this is the best podcast I've ever listened to. And I love the way they do a before, middle and end review on game day. Keep up the good work. So thank you so much for that review. Awesome. Um but yeah, it sounds like I've written it myself, doesn't it? I, I believe every word of it. I believe every single word of it. It's um, genuinely not from someone that, well, at least I, I'm not aware of it being from someone I know. So, uh, Whoever sent that in, thank you very much. By the way, that is, uh, when we hear stuff like that, obviously we are aware of our flaws and faults. But when we hear something like that, that's actually very nice. Uh, I'm a fickle man, I think I've said before. So to hear things like that, I do, uh, does perk me up, certainly. Glad to hear it. But uh, yeah, so cheers, YT, I'm going to call you, YT Squad. Um, so yeah, that, that's the only new review, but uh, you know, all reviews are always uh, greatly received. Um, and, and if you can, you know, if, if they're highlighted with five of those <coughs> orange stars, all the better. So uh, orange, perfect. Orange stars, oh, nice. Perfect one. Yeah, on iTunes. I don't know if there's been reviews elsewhere. These are the only ones I seem to be able to track. But anyway. Big weekend. Um, there was a big weekend. Uh, a few, a few things got sorted out, didn't they? I mean, for starters, Newcastle are down. That that debate yeah, has been uh, has been put to bed. Do you feel that Newcastle the last few weeks just gave up? Uh, no, I don't. I, I just didn't think they'd seem to be the fight in them. I was expecting. I thought they would. I thought they'd fight a lot harder. Um, I'm not going to lie, mate. I've been a little disappointed in them. All season, I've been disappointed in them. But the last few weeks, I just didn't think they wanted it. I mean, yeah, who you can't, who can say what's yeah. going on? I, I, there's, there's no way they didn't. There's no way they wanted to go down. Of course um, not. But you know, maybe they just feel that they've had, um, you know, some some unfortunate results, and and they've just missed out. And you know, it's gonna it's gonna 
certainly impact your you know sort of momentum not momentum because there isn't any if you're losing but you know that i don't know yeah i don't think it's a lack of wanting to do it but maybe it's tough to keep up to keep keep your kind of spirits raised when you know week after week results are just not going your way um and yeah it obviously culminated in and it it was looking highly likely that this is what was going to happen and they were coming up against gloucester currently in third so yeah, it was a massive a, ask. So unless Gloucester were going to put out a weakened side, um, you know, everything on paper, everything would suggest that Newcastle would lose that game. Yes, they would. I, I just felt the last few weeks, bottom of the league, I felt there were opportunities when they had Leicester at home. Um, I, I just felt they <clears throat> there was opportunities to to really sort of fight for their lives. I, personally, I don't think I saw that. Maybe I'm doing them in this service, but um, that was just just my opinion. But now, and yes, they've got some star players, but I guess the only real player who is of particular interest to us is Wilson. Now, I've heard, I've heard people say that, you know, with a World Cup coming uh, and things, you know, he could probably afford to stay at Newcastle, help them stay up. I don't see that. I think he has to leave. He's an England international. I don't think he can do a season in the championship. No, I don't think he will either. I mean, you know, when when this news, you know, when it first became kind of uh, fact that Newcastle were going down, I think one of the first reports to come out of the Newcastle camp was that you know obviously disappointing, and there will be players that um, that that leave because they they want to be playing their rugby at the at the, the, the top end and. I don't think they would say that unless they knew already that there was going to be people going if this was what came to pass. Yeah. So I heard a rumour. I don't know where I heard it. It may have been in another podcast. If I may have read it. I can't remember. But he might be going to sail. Interesting. Uh, that would be interesting because him and, uh, him, him and the Curry boys would be put together. Yeah. Not uh, necessarily a bad thing for England. No, I think probably a, a great thing for England. Although you know, I still I still like the idea of um, well, I like the idea of both the Curries, and that's you know, I, by all accounts they're both they're they're, they're surprisingly similar uh, in terms of their quality. Um, one's a six, one's a seven. Yeah, quite like that for England. Um, or Underhill and Curry, I still think why not? Just because they're both sevens. Yeah, I agree. I still think that's an interesting option, and it's just a great thing to know that someone with the quality of Wilson is there, you know, as well. And and I think this is going to be key. You know, we're, we're all about this World Cup. <clears throat> this is what we're talking about. It's what we're looking towards. And I think it's key to have options. Um, you know, it's it's one of the things that that New Zealand have been praised for 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 years is that ability to just swap people in and out <clears throat> without it affecting the look of the side. Um, <clears throat> I suppose what we're saying is that different connotations would be suitable for different types of games. So I guess that is a little bit different um, to what New Ze- you know to, to where New Zealand were able to sort of just slot people in and out and just sort of maintain the same plan, if you like. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I think it's quite exciting what we're starting to see uh, in terms of the quality of the players that kind of exist around the fringes. Um, and I still don't feel like I know what the what the right sort of in- ingredients looks like um, for the England team. Um, and and I really hope. Well, I I hope that Eddie 
sees it as as very much a what kind of game do we want to play? Oh, we want to play that game, right? This is my team for that game plan. This is my team. I, for I, that I game think plan. I think that's definitely how Eddie sees it, isn't it? Well, Which, we, um, we don't know because we haven't seen enough games sort of strung together. I, you know, I guess the Six Nations, but the Six Nations to me felt very different to when Eddie first came on board. And one of the main reasons was because it, it felt like the bench were subs rather than finishes, where when he first came on board, <clears throat> the bench looked awesome. And you were kind of almost yeah. like, wow, what a last 20 minutes we're about to have. Yeah, whereas, yeah, very true. Whereas this Six Nations, it very much felt like when those changes get made, we are bringing on a a less good team. A lesser, yeah, a lesser, <clears throat> not necessarily a lesser player, but a lesser person to play that game, that game plan. Yeah, I agree. Um, but anyway, let's move on from Newcastle. They are down. We'll see in the coming weeks, I'm sure we'll find out uh, what's going on with Wilson and any of the other players that might be moving on. Um, but I agree with you. I, I think he has to He has to go move somewhere. He has to stay in the Premiership um, if he wants to, to, you know, to, to continue to develop his England career. The, the the kind of the the challenge now the exciting part now you know one positions one two and three are secured um, uh, Exeter Saris and Gloucester yeah <clears throat> they're top three fourth place and obviously the the final playoff spot is still very much up for grabs four so yeah sorry I was going to say just quickly before we do that and we can circle back to this but positions one two and three are sorted. But not necessarily in that order. Saracens can still win, can still finish top of the league. True. Um, I mean, what, what have we got? Exeter have got Northampton. With tough game. Um, Saris have got Worcester. So that's a tough game. But at the same time, they've also got to bear in mind that uh, they've got the the playoffs not long after. What kind of sides are they going to play? Are they going to continue to rest players? You know, does Saris go? We really want that number one spot. And therefore, we're going to play our best side to ensure that we give ourselves the best chance when they know that Exeter could win and prevent them from getting it. Yeah, or I, I do. Feel... say, no, let's let's take the opportunity to, to to you know we will have just had a massive game with our with our European Champions Cup final against Leinster. Um, you know we need to give some of the big the big guns a rest. Let's just play a a good side and not worry about the position that we finish in and back ourselves to do the business when the time comes. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right there. So obviously, Saris have the uh, European Champions Cup this weekend. Exeter don't have... They've also had a few weeks where perhaps they've been, you know, not fielding quite their strongest side. I think Exeter come a week Saturday when the next Premiership game's come along. They'll be like, right, we've... We've given all our team, you know, long enough to go and get ridiculous yeah. haircuts or whatever it is. We now need to get our best team out so they're firing and ready for the playoffs the week I, after. Yeah, I think it'll be a big, a big one from Exeter against Northampton. Uh, they'll be looking to to put down a bit of a marker and just make sure that they finish in first place. Uh, but as you say, as much as anything else, I think it's going to be about giving their their main their their top boys the best kind of last minute preparation. Whereas I yeah. feel like Sarri's, on the other hand, against Worcester, <clears throat> probably going to put out a slightly weakened side and not worry too much about the result. Yeah, I think you're um, right. So, yeah, so, so, so in that respect, I don't think we're going to see a change. You're right, mathematically it's possible. I don't think we'll see a change and I think we'll see Exeter, Sarri's, Gloucester in that order. But yes, fourth place, 
it's either going to be Northampton, um, and that's where this one becomes particularly interesting, because if we're right and Exeter are really gunning for it, that's a problem for Northampton. Um, or it's going to be Quinns, who have Wasps, who I wouldn't say have nothing to, to, to... There's nothing to gain from the match, because obviously you're still looking at top six. Yeah. Um, but definitely the the better game. <laughs> I think... Mm. Yeah, I, I think um, advantage it, Quins. Uh, well, I, on, I, on I'm, I'm sticking advantage Saints just because Saints have a point more. This time of the season, I think results can't be guaranteed. Uh, Wasps at the Rico will be a t- tricky game. Like you say, it would be massive. Hang on, hang on. So you're, you're saying you would rather be Northampton Saints against Exeter with one point more than Quins against Wasps one point behind. Uh, I, I I see where you're going with this, but I, like what what would be uh, your uh, you know a bird in hand is better than two in the bush. <laughs> and that, 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 I may have got that wrong, but that sounds like a right. It sounds like a right weird one. weird thing that the doctor told you when you were at uni. <laughs> it sounds very familiar. Um, it's nice. That's quite funny for you. Um, it was. Would I rather? That, that, that's a tricky one. I, I'm putting it fifty fifty. Because Saints do have... No, 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 no. There's no, there's no splinters today. Okay, I, I'm backing Saints. I'm backing Saints to take four spot. Okay, so so you're saying that you would rather be in the position of being one point up against it, but playing Exeter, than being one point behind and playing Wasps. That's what I'm saying. There you go, guys. You heard it here first. Um, no. Okay, I'll go the other way. I'll say I think... I think adv- That's because you're a Quinns fan. No, no, I... I I think no, I no, I do. I think Quinns will do it purely because of the what I suspect Exeter are going to do. Um, okay. But um, but I do think it's advantage Quinns just purely on in, in terms of the fixtures. But anyway, we've gone both both ways, which means that as a podcast, we will get it right. Yes, yes. Which is always. I've been my predictions have been good recently. Although actually, they could both lose. They could both lose. In which case, one, it's the same. One could make it. Th- one because what if Quinns lose but get a losing, but two losing bonus points. Um, <laughs> yeah, but then what if Saints losing get two losing bonus points? Oh, you're so, you're so weird. Uh, okay, so one of the two is getting fourth spot, um, but top six, of course, is uh, is also important, um, and a few more teams are still in with a shot there, right? Yes, there are a few teams in the shot. Um, the top six becomes becomes quite quite difficult to navigate because it does go down to who's playing who. And also, it's quite possible that teams will finish equal on points. Just to be clear, uh, I'm sure everyone knows this, but if people finish equal on points, it then goes to amount one. It doesn't go to points difference, there's a lot of things. It will then go to who has won the most amount of games. So someone like a Bristol, realistically, well, some Bristol can't get top six. Can they not? No, because even if they, they um, can, they can. A, a bonus point win gives them fifty po- fi- uh, fifty-two points, and Bath currently in sixth place have fifty-one points. Yeah, but I think I, I, I'm sure this is true because of the other games being played. I'm sure because of other games and other fixtures. Um, I didn't work this out. Someone else did it and said Bristol can't, and they explained why. But the minimal some other team can finish on is also 52 because yeah, I, of I've, other games. I've just worked it out, and they can. 
Can are you sure? Yeah. So if Bath lose to Leicester, yeah, it doesn't change anything below Bristol because Leicester are currently below them, yeah. and we're assuming in this situation there's no bonus points, so they stay on fifty-one points. If right. Sale lose to Gloucester, who are up and at the top, and get no points, they stay on fifty points. If Wasps lose to Harlequins, who are ahead okay. of them, nothing changes there either. But if Bristol beat uh, Newcastle, who are below okay. them, okay. with I, I with a bonus sh- point, they could go five points and it could put them into sixth spot ahead of Bath. I stand corrected. I don't believe it will happen, but fair enough. <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, um, although, although, yeah, we'll, we'll see. Some of those, some of those was. Uh, it, it's going to be an interesting one, you know. Cause it's going to be. It's going to be a great weekend. The, the one that stands out as being un- most unlikely there is Bath against Leicester, just on on past performances. But you know, Leicester is still a strong side on paper, and what you know, we've said it now for three or four weeks in a row. And at some point, you have to sort of say, well, yeah, they're not, but they are. <laughs> Uh, whether they choose the last game of the season with really nothing to play for to be the one where they suddenly put in a performance, I don't know. Um, but uh, yeah, potentially there are four or five teams that could make top six, taking away the top four spots. So five teams to make, who could make up the last two available spaces there. So it's going to be an interesting one. Uh, but of course, before that, because that's not for two weeks, uh, so this yeah. weekend, of course, is the European Champions Cup final, as I mentioned, Leinster against Saris. That's obviously going to be a pretty, uh, a pretty special game to watch. Uh, are we back in Saris? Uh, <clears throat> I am, yeah, just about. That'll be a hell of a game. But English sport in Europe at the moment. I know you're not a massive football fan. The last two nights in the uh, sort of European Cup have been ridiculous. With Liverpool 3-0 down against Barcelona, then winning 4-0. Tottenham losing like 3-0 down on aggregate and getting a second half aggr- uh, second half hat trick to take it to 3 all and go through on uh go for on away goals. The, the comeback has been amazing. So I think the English sport as a whole is has some momentum in Europe. So I'm back in Saracens. Nice. On that very loose connection. Yeah. I'm going to bat them just because uh, it's rugby and they are it's England against Ireland. Yes, yeah. Come on, lads. Come on, lads. Um, so, yeah, no doubt we will we will take a, a brief look back at the... A brief look at the... the um, the final Premiership games again next week before they're actually played. But I think that pretty much co- covers what's going on. Newcastle down... Uh, Bristol, Queen, uh, sorry, Bristol, Exeter, uh, Saris and Gloucester are definitely in the playoff and it's between uh, Harlequins and Northampton for who joins them there. So yeah, a yeah, couple of weeks time, keep a close eye on that one. Uh, so let's move on from the Premiership. Um, the last two episodes, I think, or two of the last three episodes have discussed, we've discussed awards, but you know, it's that time of year. More awards have been awarded, and of course, the latest uh, is not massively surprisingly, given everything that's been coming out in the media and everything else. But the player, I think it's is it the players' player. Yeah, but yeah, basically, yeah. Players' player of the year, two thousand and nineteen, Danny Cipriani, one of only three people to have done both the young player, which he got in two thousand and eight, and now the players' player, two thousand and nineteen, along with Christian Wade, which is obviously. Uh, worrying because he didn't get his England shot, but also Johnny. But Christian Wade got one England cap. Well, what I mean is in the same way that yeah, Cipriani's yeah, had a... Yeah. Yeah. 
And then Sir Johnny, uh, yeah, he 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 played the odd game for England. He he even made the odd impact playing an England shirt. To be fair to him, um, but but uh, yes, yeah, Danny Cipriani has has kind of come out and said, uh, you know, I'm not giving up on England. Um, you know, I, I don't feel like that's over. We you know I've, I've, we've still got a lot to do this season. He's, there's been lots of chat about teamwork and how it's not just him; it's the whole team that makes it possible. And you know, he's looking forward to trying to help Gloucester uh, win the Premiership in the playoffs. Um, and most interestingly, he said that he, along with a small group of others, this week met with Eddie Jones. No yes, I, yeah, I heard that. that no, was no details. Um, which kind of fits in with what we've said in the past about you know there's a reason we're not hearing what's actually going on and exactly. I think I think there's a bit of a gag order in terms of what they discuss uh, which is great and very professional was probably the right the right call um, but he's said yeah his his focus his goal as far as his England career is concerned or his potential England career is make it into a training squad and take it from there so so are we going to see just, that I'm, I'm, so, sorry say that again are we going to see it are we going to see him in a training squad. I oh god are we going to see him? In? I don't think so. I don't know why. I really want to, and I think he should be, but I just don't. Something says I don't think we will. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I really hope so. I hope he's at least given a shout to go in that training squad and train hard and prove to the coaches. But I just at the moment I'm not convinced that Eddie still sees what everyone else seems to see. Um, that, is that not a bit of a weird statement? You know, everyone else is seeing something that Eddie Jones isn't. Yeah, like, it is, yeah. But, but it's I, only Eddie that matters, I guess. But I'm not... Yeah, I, I don't know. I, to, to, I almost feel differently. I feel like Eddie Jones is just, you know, the, the consummate game player, if that's even a, a phrase. Um, he and I, and I think, you know, he's doing what he's doing quietly behind closed doors, and I think we might have a few surprises. It, you know, when he mentioned, along with a small group of others... Uh, Ollie Thorley, of course, he got young player. Oh, that's that's interesting because last time we spoke, um, you said it'd be Tom Curry. Uh, who did I say it'd be? Oh, I said it'd be Ollie Thorley, didn't I? Yeah. Cool. So two for two for Woodsy. Unlucky, mate. Unlucky. I, I see why you went with Tom Curry. I think you said Tom Curry for England player of the year as well. And I'm pretty sure I said Johnny May, but you know. Never mind, mate. Never mind. Chin up. I'm done now. Oh, good. Okay. Wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't sure. Uh, well, as you mentioned, Dan, Johnny May, England Player of the Year. Yes. I think what and, we, and I think deservedly so. Yeah. Well, I think what we said was any one of them, you would be quite happy. You know, we, we one would be quite happy for any one of them to get the... <laughs> I think what you said the, was that. I thought it would, I, I thought it would be uh, Curry and, and I still think it probably should have been, in my opinion. But uh, like I said then, I, I'm quite happy that it's Johnny May. Um, I think all of the nominees were were highly deserving of being nominees. And, um, you know, they've had great uh, great seasons for England, and and hopefully that uh, is only the start. We've got lots we want from them um, over the coming months. Um, but yeah, so Cipriani with with players player Johnny May gets England Player of the Year. Uh, there have been some other awards. I can't remember who won what, um, but uh, they obviously they did the the women's awards, they did the sevens awards, um, and a few other bits and bobs um, but we'll we'll move on from those because yeah today was about the Cipriani debate um, and I I found it yeah particularly interesting that um, the Eddie Jones question and so as I was saying before uh, I was so rudely interrupted Dan my bad um, my bad the small group that he mentioned that met with Eddie Jones do we think 
that could have included an Ollie Thorley who's just one young player. Do we think it could have included an Alex Good? With all the chats going on with him and, and you know, how good we don't know yet whether he's gonna get the European player of the year, but he's he's in the mix, right? I would love to know who that group of players was. So in my head it's Cipriani, Alex Good, Don Armand, um who else are we thinking is missing? But it could include all of them or just one of them. We know Cipriani was there, but it I mean, could yeah. the Cipriani others... said he met Eddie along with a, a small group. There was a small group of them that met Eddie Jones to discuss, I guess, what was needed. We think Danny Kerr was there. Danny Kerr must have been there, right? Because uh, I think Danny Kerr is back in the mix anyway, just purely oh, on, he should be, yeah. on, on because of injuries and things. You know, right now... I don't, th- you know, right now I think Danny Kerr is the first choice available. Well, fit. Spencer, is, Spencer is playing incredibly well. Oh, uh, that's for true. Saracens. That's true. So, well, so Spencer uh, and Kerr, though, are the only are the, two, the only two who are currently fit. Yeah, but I, I, I mean, know that's no, he back fairly soon, and he, he? and he will be. Um, but you take three. You definitely take three scrum halves to a World Cup. Uh, well. Do you? Mm, you Cl- do. Clive only took two. No, he didn't. He took three. My bad. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he took because he took Commissall as well, didn't he? He took Commissall, Bracken and Dawson. Um, so, when is England's extended squad name? Because a few of the other teams have done theirs already, haven't they? I think England, it must be imminent, right? I would I would think so. I mean, maybe they're going to get, maybe they're going to wait until the end of the season. Yeah, possibly. Um, get get all of this, the season's matches out of the way. Um, just, just so that yeah, rule injuries and things that could still come about, and then make it make a call, and it gives players that you know it's it. I think if you turn if you turn around and you announce it now, anyone who is on the fringes who isn't included, they kind of lose that drive to prove something. Yeah. In the final game, so I I I hope that it's not announced until after the season is complete, um, just to ensure that you know everyone who still has matches to play. Um, you know, continues to give absolutely everything so that we get the very cream of the crop, as they say. Uh, but yeah, we'll, but we, yeah, we'll find that out. We'll find that out, and we'll we'll confirm it in the in the next episode if uh, if we're able to. Um, so yeah, obviously some interesting news there with the with the awards, and we'll see if any of that turns into anything interesting as we go forwards. But another bit of news this week, um, of course, is the retirement of. Uh, Sir James Haskell. He he has been. We we, we throw out the name Sir, but James Haskell has been. I know, it's slightly different on this part because we are both massive fans of Haskell, but that guy has had an absolutely legendary career. And I know he's not everyone's cup of tea, but I think he's a legend as a player and a legend as a person as well. I Self- I genuinely think he's a great role model, and um, as, as well as being the self-proclaimed Archbishop of Banterbury. I love that. I absolutely love uh, that. 77 England caps, three Six Nations titles, a Grand Slam, an Australian whitewash, a Heineken Cup in 2007. Uh, what else? Uh, he's won the Premiership. He's played England under 17s, 18s, 19s and England 7s. Uh, he's played for Wales under 18s. He qualified for Ireland uh, through family. He went on the Lions Tour in 2017. He's played in France, Japan, New Zealand and of course in England he's played for both Wasps and most recently Northampton. Uh, he's started numerous businesses. He's opened a gym. He's written several books. Um, you know, he's a he's a 
He's an inspiration. And actually, let's not forget, he starred in a homemade porn movie when he was still at school. Exactly. exactly. The guy, the guy has got more talents than we even know about. Yeah. So yeah, that's a that's a. He's had a hell of a career to have done all that in, in the, on the rugby front whilst doing everything else at the same time. I think, as you as you put it, you know, he's inspirational both on and off the field. He's not everyone's cup of tea, um, but you know, he's 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 fun and he's jovial, but he's also one of the hardest working guys uh, around. And I think he's. So good for a squad in whatever capacity, certainly in the latter. You know, of course, like a lot of players, you know, people will say, oh, but he's had more yellow cards than any other England player. But, you know, that's because he's had what, such a long career. Like, if you look at the amount of time, he's 2007, I think he got his England debut. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's been a while. So he's been <laughs> around I... a long time. And he's grown as a player, he's grown as a, as a human being in that time. And, and I just think, yeah, he's, he's so valuable. I mean, look at that Lions tour. I mean, he... Sadly, he doesn't consider himself a lion because he didn't get selected uh, for the test side. And so officially he doesn't have a, I think, is it a caps are only for test matches? Um, well, caps are, uh, yes, yeah, yeah, caps are only for internationals, aren't they? So, but he's sorry, a lion's player. Yes, but he, he personally... Doesn't no, he, he, class he, himself he, as a lion because he didn't play in the test team, which I think that, is a shame. That's his personal. That, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think it's a shame because I think you know the Lions tour, the, the Lions squad. It, everyone has their their part to play, and I think he played his brilliantly. And you know whether that was just helping get the guys, the test team, prepared for the big matches. Uh, you know his experience and the advice that can come with that. Um, and I think probably as well, just the, you know, helping with that sort of that morale in in the camp because he is a, you know, he he's he's a fun guy. He is, he is. So, so James Haskell, if you're listening to me, don't give me any of your crap. You are a hundred percent a British and Irish lion, and deservedly so. And if you want to argue with me about it, I am happy for Andy to fight you over it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're weird. Um, but yeah. Uh, it's a shame that he's retiring. I mean, he he has again. This is coming from him. He said, uh, obviously, the the dream um, and dreams don't always come true. But the dream was going to be to go to Japan uh, with England for the World Cup. Obviously, you know, win it um, and then retire. But he's suffered. You know, his, the injuries he's suffered recently. I think he's played four times for Northampton this season. Uh, the longest kind of injury spell he's had in his entire career. And uh, he says, you know, unfortunately, sometimes the cards are dealt and, and that's, that's where, this is how they have, this is how they've fallen. So, um, you know, it, it's a sad day for him. And he talks about the fact that he, you know, is is anxious about what the future holds. But I think you know, looking at what he's achieved off the field, um, you know, regardless of what he's done on it, He's in a pretty good place. He's not going to have to worry too much, is he? I mean, he's going to—he's already got businesses, and, and he's going to be a busy man. He, he, he works his ass off anyway. Do you know the thing that I only found out the other day from his mouth that was absolutely like interesting? His contract at Northampton, his salary is less than what it was when he was an academy player at Wasps. Wow. He—he he did not go there for money. Now, realistically, I'm sure there's probably add-ons for games, but he could have taken a contract somewhere else and probably got some pretty decent money. But that's how committed the guy is to rugby. You know, he's like, so 
I'm guessing we're talking maybe a base salary of, I don't know, 18, 19 grand a year. He probably does get match appearances or whatever, but, you know, that's no guarantee. And he did that because he is committed. He wanted to play for England. So as much crap as people give him and sort of almost put him on this celebrity light about that, rugby comes first and he works his ass off to achieve it. So, you know, people will call him a prick. Well, I've never met the guy. I don't know him, but I'm going to say he's a legend. If people are you know, able to call him a prick without knowing him. I'm able to call him a legend without knowing him. Fair, fair enough. I mean, it's also nice that he says that, you know, Eddie Jones has been the most important uh, coach throughout his career and has brought the best out of him in terms of his rugby. Um, you know, he believes yeah. he's played he's played his best under Eddie Jones. And Eddie has said of him, you know, it's a privilege to coach him, uh, but also great fun, which is kind of what we've been saying. Um, and... He's, he's described a few people like this, but describes James Haskell as a glue player, uh, someone yeah. who, who's you know always trying to bring the squad together, which I completely. Oh, I thought he meant always sniffing. Oh, okay, okay, I misunderstood that. You would think that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you know, if, if we look at highlights, that Australian tour, the whitewash. I mean, the whitewash bit of it was obviously nice, but the Haskell bit of it was pretty pretty special. Yes, he yeah, was yeah, yeah. awesome. On that time. Oh, it was it was insane. It was insane. Uh, so. for, yeah, the thing about him, and I think we can move on after. I think we probably uh, kiss us enough. But the thing about Haskell, he rarely, it's a bit like a Rob Shaw. He rarely has a bad game because even if he's having a bad day, his work rate is so high that actually he contributes. Yeah. So, I, you know, he, he's been such, and you don't get 77, 78 caps, whatever it is, without being a great player. So we'll end it with a final quote from Eddie. He says, not only a superb player, but also one of the game's great characters. Rugby will be poorer without the old fella. Said said better than we could say anything. I said it. Well, Eddie said it. You repeated it. Eddie might have said it at some point. Someone wrote it down. I said it just now. Okay. (laughs) Touche. Okay, final thing that uh, that I've got down um, to discuss. Uh, Irish, obviously, coming up. Um, and they made some interesting signings. So they, somebody is giving them some cashish. They are getting some money from somewhere. They've got from the Wallabies. They've got Kepu and Coleman. Coleman a prop, and Kepu is is he a back row? No, uh, Kepu, Kepu is a prop. Uh, Coleman is a second row. Oh really? Yeah, Ke- yeah. Kepu's Kepu's got like oh, hundred caps. Yeah, 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 of course he is. Um, so yeah, two two Wallabies. They've also got the Kiwi winger. Uh, Naholo, who will probably be involved. Certainly, he's he's still gunning to be involved in the World Cup with New Zealand. So it's not like he's how the hell did it. they sign him? Kiwi. He's amazing. He's, he's still very much uh, you know there uh, in in the mix. Uh, so they've signed him, and they're bringing fly half um, disgraced fly half, I suppose, ish Paddy Jackson. Uh, Irish. Yeah, I, I I hope that can be forgotten. I actually think that's their best signing. I mean, he's going to make a big. He's going to have. He certainly have a big impact, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I think Paddy Jackson's a great player. I think like fly half. You sort of run the show there. I think Paddy Jackson's an absolutely inspired signing. Paddy Jackson still has some. I, I, I'm not going to say stuff to made up for, but he still has a lot to prove, uh, especially if he wants to sort of win back the hearts and minds of the Irish, uh, the Irish international selectors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, I think Paddy Jackson could turn out to be. A great signing. Is, is he able to win back the hearts and minds of the Irish selection? Yeah, I mean, they, they they've, said, they've, said, they've said the door's open. Really? 
for future. Yeah. So what what you got to bear in mind, he was what he was sacked for is inappropriate like text messages yeah, yeah. and things like that. Like laddish behaviour that went too far. But you know, a few years sacking, yes, I think the door is open for him. So it's more of a sort well, of, that, we're, that's, we're, that's we're terminating your contract for the foreseeable. A bit like if you were caught doing drugs or something and got a ban in, in athletics. They're sort of saying, we don't want, want you around yeah, for the I, time I being. Want, Get out of my sight. <laughs> Get out of my sight. I don't want to put him on line with a drugs cheat. I don't want to put him in that category. I think that's a bit harsh. <laughs> drugs cheats are wankers. But he's... Uh, I bet, yes, I, I, I get what you're going at. Yeah, it's sort of similar thing to, you know, you've gone too far, you deserve to be fired, but this doesn't mean that, you know, we'll, we'll never... It's not forever. We'll never revisit again, especially with a change of... Um, and it will be a slight change of setup, obviously, after the World Cup. Yes. Not yeah. not that Joe Schmidt made that decision. That was done at yeah, a, at a higher that. level, but yeah. still, I think that can make that can make a difference. But yeah, some some Irish clearly not planning to just come and fill a gap for twelve months um, and then drop back down again. They're they're here with every intention of sticking around. So uh, that's going to make for an exciting season next year. Or it's going to yes, add, yeah, yeah, add yeah. to an exciting season next year. It, so, so next year again, but just because they've signed a few big players, it doesn't mean anything. No, of course not. Of course not. Yeah. But it, but it's it's more it's a sign of their intent. Absolutely, yeah, they could Absolutely. they could come up with who they've got, um, and to be fair, Exeter did that and and sort of bossed it, didn't they? In, in that first season, Exeter came up with a very well established squad, a lot of something that they'd built over time and time. Irish slightly had slightly less of that, uh, and also I think it is maybe a slightly different um, a slightly different dynamic these days. In what respect? In what sense? Well, I, I, I think, and I'm not taking away anything from what Exeter achieved. I think the gap between Championship and Premiership now is is Big wider, up. and and I think it'll be a lot harder to come up with a current squad. I think you do need to bring in some big names, some huge names, if you want to stand a chance. Uh, it's a it's a fair point. It's a fair point. Um, Okay, well, that's that's basically everything I've got down to discuss uh, for today's episode. Obviously, we are reporting what's going on in the world of rugby, and and, and you know, in a slightly sour note, you know, we did say we weren't going to dwell on it, but um, uh, obviously, Israel Folau, the the sentencing, if that's the right terminology, is, is yet to be determined. But um, the the latest on that is that uh, he has they have kind of upheld the the guilty verdict. And he was you know, it was a breach of his contract. That's confirmed, and he's he has been dropped by uh, another of his big uh, big brand sponsors, so they're not happy about it either. So it's not looking too rosy for him, is it? Um, and I think Australia are going to have like if they don't terminate his contract, it's going to be a very interesting few months with with World Cup squads and things being needed to be selected because. Michael Checker has said he doesn't think he'll ever get selected for Australia again. There are players within the Australian setup, including the captain, who have kind of said, I don't think I could share a pitch with him. Uh, and yet he's one of the best players in the world. I think he's done. I think yeah, I, I can't see, even if legally, and I think that's what it's down to now, is, is there sort of legal dins and outs, but stop that. Even if his contract isn't terminated, I don't think Australia will pick him based upon the reasons you just said. Yeah, I don't think they can now. I think it's been. No, it's been, I agree. It's, yeah, it's, it's become such a big thing. Um, I think he. I think the only reason he really he's challenging it is because he 
you know, believes in the, in his what he's saying, and he wants to just sort of save face himself and be seen to be fighting for his beliefs. And you know, that's fair enough, uh, as we said f- right from the start. And as anyone who who is you know remotely clued up about what's been going on has been saying, he's entitled to say whatever he wants. He just has to accept that there are consequences to to the things that you're saying. In this situation, those consequences are pretty significant. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we will confirm exactly what uh, what the outcome of that is once the news is released. But I'm sure most of you will already know anyway. Um, but yeah, Dan, anything else that you want to talk about this week? Yes, there is. So the main thing I actually, the main thing I want to talk about this week is United States player uh, Blaine Scully is leading leading the Cardiff Blues. Is leaving? Um, yeah. Okay. Um, no, I'm kidding. I couldn't give a shit. I just saw it and I was just like, I, 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 I couldn't care less. Um, I'm sure where you're no, going with that. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm going nowhere. Uh, no, there's nothing else I want to discuss this week. So you have nothing? No, absolutely nothing. Awesome. Um, well, a quick a quick check on uh, on the old BBC homepage. Nothing, nothing new, no breaking news. So, yeah, I think we'll leave it there um, and we will continue to report on what is going on same time next week um, when we will obviously then know the outcome of the European Champions Cup final come on Saris and, yes um, come on boys and yeah not long, not long to go the season is drawing dramatically to a close um, playoffs are going to be pretty exciting and then of course once that's done and dusted there is but one major sporting event left uh, for us to deal with and of course it's the big one it is. It is the big one. I, 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 I don't want to talk about it because otherwise I just get too excited. Cool. Do you know what? Actually, Dan, next week I think we should look at the Barbars game. Uh, yeah, we, we owe um, that chap who walked in and gave us the. He sent in his squad, so we should yes, perhaps we will we co- should... cover that one next week. I think because we can we can report the results of the uh, the, the the Champions Cup, but we obviously have covered most of the the Premiership stuff. So next week. We'll start taking a look at the bar bars and, and we'll. Do you know what we could do? We haven't done this in a while. Maybe if I, maybe if I pop into London and you and me uh, grab a beer and we can sit down and put our bar bar squad together. Uh, things I don't really like you that much. <laughs> but we could just imagine how smashed I'd be when we record. We could record at your house. I'll be like, "You're a dickhead." You'll be like, "What are you on about, weirdo?" <laughs> I think that'd be fun. Interesting. Uh, anyway, guys, we will be back next week with something, um, and uh, hopefully, it'll be thrilling uh as we always say really appreciate you guys sticking around and listening to us um really appreciate your support if you get the opportunity you haven't done already give us a a shout out get over to itunes rate us review us let us know what you think if you've got any questions we're on social media at england rugby pod or you can email us england rugby pod at gmail.com and we will catch you again next week thanks guys 